You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Royal Access. It's your girl, Corral, and today we are starting our series for better or for worse. And I have my first guests that are going to, be, going to be on with me. As we mentioned last week in this series, all of our guest hosts will be interviewing couples on the topic for better or for worse, and we'll be tackling a specific angle. So for this week, my guests that are joining me, we're talking about keeping the fire burning. And I will share with you after I introduce them why I chose that topic for them. Um, and then we'll get into the interview. So th- this series is going to be amazing. So I hope you stay tuned for the entire episode. Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. It is my aunt Evelyn and Uncle Ron. How are you guys doing? Hi there. Hi there. I'm so happy to have them on. When we decided to do this series among me and the guest hosts of For Better or For Worse, we were choosing couples that we admire their marriage. We admire what they've been able to do, how they've been able to grow, and just the way they love on each other. And I would tell you guys, um, I, my, my Aunt Evelyn is probably the closest aunt to me on my dad's side. And we spent a lot of time at her house. And every time I see them, she's just like in love with her husband as if they just were teenagers. She liked a hey. teenager. And I love to see it. Like we were by their house one Christmas and they were doing a photo shoot. And tell tell everybody how long you guys have been married. Hey, I give that privilege to my queen here. Oh. <laughs> well, we have been married 36 years. And 30, we are like yesterday. 36 years. 36 years. Yes. Yes. See, I told you, 36 years. And you heard what she said. It feels like yesterday. And that's just how she is all the time. And yes. so that's why I chose the topic for them, keeping uh, the fire burning, because they give me hope. Um, uh-huh. They inspire me as a couple to say uh-huh. that I love to see their love. I love to see how they still like love on each other and that they um, just have it just like the day when it started. So tell uh-huh. everybody, um, you can say a little bit about yourself and then um, how you guys met here and how you came to be with each other, like knowing like this is not only did we yes. meet, but I knew for life. This one. You go ahead and start. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, I am now retired. I was in Catholic education for 42 years. Most Mm -hmm. of it was as an administrator. And I teach at BTBI part-time. I teach public speaking. I love it, but it's a lot. I am a licensed funeral director. I am a certified florist. So... I am still busy <laughs> and um, I am still happily married. I, I'll marry this man again right now. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I still um, look forward to him coming home from work. Uh, yeah. I hear that car pulling the yard. Hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Elgarad, tell us a little right. bit about well, uh, I, uh, I, I guess I could say uh, my life has been one of excitement and, and uh, adventure, even from a, a young boy growing up. I had a father who was a school teacher, 
And uh, they sent him to various islands, helping to teach some of the locals, to, you know, to take care of the schools in there. And I was the last child in the family. And so when my other siblings settled into New Providence, I was going to every island he went, starting off when he went into Abaco. I actually was born in Abaco, so I'm the only Abaconian in the family while he was there, um, you know, teaching and being headmasters for a while. And from there, they asked him to go and help over in Andrus. So there I was, South Andrus, for a couple of years there. Then it was on to Rumkey, little old Rumkey. And all of these things uh, have their own special uh, place in my heart. Uh, Rumkey, I think, reflects when I look back and going there, there wasn't any uh, motor vehicles. And I think it probably might have been a couple of bicycles at that time. And everyone had their horses and donkeys. I remember as a little boy getting excited and eventually uh, having access to go and grab a horse in the evening and take the horse out. And then it was on to Exoma. And uh, from Exoma, I settled into New Providence into high school. And so all of my uh, growing up, I would say, gave me a, a, a true sense of what it is uh, to see how innovative those folks were and some of the different islands and it uh it gives you some humility in your life so even when we face challenges or if i face challenges uh around those are strengths that i can go back on and like hey I, I can get out of this you know i just have confidence and uh, number one we both put god first in our lives and trusting god for his guidance and uh from there um went into the electronic control systems field, was recruited by Borco from uh, New Providence. From there, got a scholarship and studied in Canada, mathematics and engineering, and then came back and settled into Grand Bahama. In fact, when I came to work in Grand Bahama, it was the very first time that I had visited uh, Grand Bahama. So I keep always telling her, hey, how blessed you are that I ended up here. <laughs> because you've been to every island. <laughs> uh, but it, it is faith. We have a lot of faith and, and uh, we exercise it every day. And we are so blessed with our children. Amen. So how did you guys, to, you met? I know you said, like you said, you came to Grand Bahama. So uh -huh. when was that? Like, how old are you? Give us some perspective. You're 20 when you come. You're 21. How old are you guys when you <laughs> met? And then, like, what led you after meeting to, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Right, right. Now, let's start off in terms of how we met so we can see how this whole family uh, developed. Uh, I was in Grand Bahama and I became active in what they call back then the JCs. It was like a, a junior chamber uh, where you have persons going in, understanding parliamentary procedures and, and all that stuff like that. Uh, we had a number of distinguished persons in the community that was part of JCs. You had uh, all of uh, Michael Pinder, you had persons like Donald Glass, John Newton, all of those. Um, Jeff Hollingsworth, just, uh, just a few coming to mind. So the JCs had meetings and uh, uh, one evening, this young lady here. Just uh, out of college, just brother, graduated. Right, because Mike was, Mike was part of the JCs uh, program as well. And uh, she came to one of the meetings, he introduced and we said hi and chat. And that was a short, uh, it was a very brief meeting then. 
and it was what maybe a couple weeks after a couple weeks after we ran into each other again in the parking lot at Win dixie then downtown and i was like hey good to see you again and she was like yeah it's good to see you and you know we made eye contact and that wasn't too long as well and we ran into each other again and uh, i think that, that was the time when we perhaps changed phone numbers and uh, it started pretty much from there, making contacts occasionally. And amazingly, as we just started to get to know each other, she often went to mortuary science cool. school. Yes, and so Atlanta. Year, so she had to go there for a year. I was like, oh, okay, but we still kept the communication. And uh, not only that, when she finished her year uh, and came back, the year that she came back was the year that. I had my scholarship and I left to go to Canada for, for to study, you know, part of suits. And so again, so we communicated for I'd say over four years. Yes. Uh, and uh, but about five years. Yeah. Yes. And, but but we but we knew like once we started to uh, saw that there was something that we both appreciated in each other. Uh, before I left we used to occasionally get out there and go for a beach walk or uh i i was very active in tennis and he talked to, to, to try and teach her and uh you know had to encourage her along she she had some difficulties getting that ball over it's like hey you're gonna get it you know <laughs> i believe she was trying to impress me too much uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and so little things like that we did and so that's sort all of like uh Hope kept us together and, and yeah established that bonding but and, you know yeah. what when i when i met him and we started getting close i wasn't quite ready for a relationship and as i evaluated him i thought about him and i say hey just a good guy. He has he has all the, the, the qualities that I want in a man. So I think I better hold on to him and see where this is going to go. So I did that. And it guess what? It went a long, long way. Yes, yes. So it worked out so for you. We had I... our first date. We had our first date. Like I met him in May. We had our first date on my birthday, August. Mm -hmm. Formal date at Stone right. Crown. Yep. And, so and, and we both found out we love the same food. We had surf and turf. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. And so, <laughs> and then the, the good thing too is, you know, like stone crab was very popular uh, back then. And so we truly had a good conversation at stone crab then. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, when stone crab just re recently reopened, it's like, hey, Let's go check it out. So, so we went back and reminisced and like, okay. And uh, so what it boils down to is once you see something in each other that you have certain things in common and uh, see how each other's character, you know, uh, worked in terms of different situations, then uh, you take the effort to like, hey, let's just take this further and make it happen. And you picture yourself having a future together. And uh, those are the things that, that comes into play. I, I think uh, many times you find persons in relationship, they may see things that they, they know looks good to fit, 
But then the fear, especially if they've uh, had some disappointments in the past, tend to keep many persons out of opportunities of really having a, a flourishing and an exciting life. Yeah, the fear keeps yeah. them away. So how long was that time? Because I know you said you met then and Evelyn went to Mortuary Science School, then you went mm-hmm. to four right. years. I went to Canada to study. And how long I, between when you met and when you got married? Seven years. Seven years. Seven, seven years. years. Yes. Seven years. <laughs> so, so, so we, those who are listening who are thinking <laughs> 30 when you got married, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were 30. So, 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 so and, seven, seven years. So it shows that yes. it has to have been something that uh, it has been sacrificed, like, hey, you know, but uh, the good thing is that we both were able to pursue the dreams that we wanted. And sometimes, not being able to do that tend to bring in other challenges because you would say, man, what if I had gotten a chance to do this? So even though we were attracted to each other, uh, I could have very easily like, hey, she is back now and I'm going to go away for four years. Nah, I'll put that aside. But uh, you know that, hey, if it's to be, then you go ahead and, and just trust each other and pray that... Uh, you know, couldn't let this good woman slip away. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't let you slip away, girl. He couldn't uh, let you slip away. But, but that seven years says so much. The reason why is because, as Uncle Ron said, sometimes that causes strife in relationships or resentment when someone feels like, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. You guys, mm-hmm. you know, individually, you understood who you were. You yes. pursued your... You didn't allow society to pressure you because 30-year-olds in 2022 are like, oh, my uh-huh. gosh, not no, the- it's no no reason to panic. Right. I, I can tell you that. Panic. No reason to panic. <laughs> you know? And so to hear your story to say, you know, we took our time. We, uh-huh. you know, okay. and then even as an Evelyn, you were saying like, at, at first you weren't quite sure you were ready to be in a relationship, but right. then you were like, a good guy. He has a lot of the qualities I want. But what even made it better is that you didn't have to rush into anything serious. Right, right. Both were on the stage of, I got goals. I'm trying to walk those out. I'm trying to right. see them. Right, yep. right, right. And, and uh, what, we, what we can add in there is like, if you have a relationship that you're getting along and uh, one of you wanted to, at least when you came into the relationship had a, a specific goal that you wanted to pursue, then the other partner should really enhance that, even though sometimes it may be a, a separation to like, okay, uh, rather than trying to prevent it, because I think that what brings in longevity that day, we are allowed to pursue what you had and yet we still uh, maintain our relationship. And so now, you know, let's just continue to do things together. And, and that's how we have really uh, bonded and continue to love each other and continue to be friends and lovers and partners and yes. all the, the likes in there. All, all of the games. Go, yeah, yeah. So over the years, I know God is really important to both of you. How do you feel that God has impacted or helped for you to have a sustainable and growing relationship? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I really believe that um, because we... We always felt that the doors of communication should be open, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, respectfully. I remember the first time I said something to him when we first got married. And he said, hey, 
I'm not one of your students. And I began to think, I said, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> so that was like, you know, and, and the way he communicated that mm -hmm. to me, it made me realize that, listen, I got to check myself. He's not my student. This is my husband. <laughs> and so when I speak to him, I must be respectful. Mm -hmm. Whether I agree or disagree, <laughs> I have to say it in a nice, polite way so that he would respond appropriately. And so that was a big learning experience for me. That's, that's good. That's good. And, and the Holy and, Spirit, go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah, I, I say that's important because uh, it's important that you speak up to, like if there's something that you don't agree with, you know, we, we always have things that we may disagree on. Uh, and I think everyone who have a relationship, if you tell me you've never had anything you disagreed on, I, I have to check you secondly. But uh, whenever it occurs of something that we didn't like, we'll say it, you know, we might be a little yeah, disappointed or for a period of time, then you reflect in terms of the blessings that you've had. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look and see what you've accomplished together. And uh, then when you really look at it, you really look at it and say, and this is so petty. Yes. You know, and so many times we get to let the small things grow and uh, that brings in uh, greater difficulty in relationship. When you reflect in terms of the pros and the cons, uh, you what we have gone through as individuals and both uh, as a team, yes. uh, it is so much more blessings and positive uh, things that we can use to eliminate any negative that comes. So whenever a negative comes, throw three positive out. Yes. And that, that, that does the job. Yeah, I think having a relationship with God also allows you to allow the Holy Spirit to convict you. Like I never oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That, that, that is major, major. When he said it, you know, we're human. So when he would have said it, it would have been the wake up call, like, oh, he isn't one of my students. And then after that, yes. the Holy Spirit will to convict you as you go along and try to work right. on it to say, I'm home. Okay, don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't be disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> on your husband now, don't, don't. Yes. And then, you know, yes. not too big to say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, but but God is 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 truly in our lives, and uh, our faith takes us through so many opportunities. And sometimes we get blessings and from areas that we didn't anticipate. We just then we say, "Hey, we pray for it." You know, we yes. we ask God to open, open doors of opportunities yes. every time we pray, and uh, so. Even now when uh, business opportunity comes our way and it's like, uh, I can't, I, I say, hey, you prayed for it. You can't, yeah, you can't well, stop yeah. now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to just uh, set up your priorities and, and organize yourselves. But trusting and believing in God have taken us through uh, even challenges. You know, we have been in situations whereby having three children we always wanted each and every one of them to get the opportunity for uh, college education. And so that required great sacrifice. Oh, yeah. yeah, certain things financially you had to do without and get by. And mm -hmm. but through it, you know, you 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 trusting and believing that hey, we want to make sure that each and every one of them get an opportunity to pursue their dreams. It requires sacrifice, things that we need to perhaps do without for a while. Uh, but those are things that you have to to really uh, recognize and 
That's where your strengths uh, mm -hmm. lie. And you learn from mm -hmm. those obstacles. We have yep. had, mm -hmm. we have had plenty of obstacles. We have had obstacles where mm -hmm. we have, we really had to do without. Yes. And yes. Um, you know, people didn't know. You know, they. Uh -huh. I remember a friend of Ron told me. She said, "Evelyn, your husband is the most prosperous looking unemployed man I know." <laughs> 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 you know, like people didn't know. If yes. you came in our house and opened the cupboards and refrigerated, right, you right. would see how empty it is. Right. But right. we always had those, a meal. Those periods, yes, those, those periods. So when he didn't work, mm -hmm. we used that opportunity right. to, mm -hmm. to instill right. in our children that right. listen, mm -hmm. life is rough. Yes. Life is rough. We have to do without this. Mm -hmm. And I remember having mm -hmm. to, you know, I love to cook. So fixing their lunch when mm -hmm. we didn't have the extra funds to give them money like their friends were mm -hmm. buying lunch. Mm -hmm. I bought those disposable plates and their lunch looked so good. The children just say, man, you can't tell your mommy fix me son. <laughs> I didn't want them to feel left out. But, I, right. but I would say to them, listen, we don't have it. But mm -hmm. we're doing the best that we can. Yeah. And yeah. We, we didn't pretend with it. Mm -hmm. We didn't have it. Right. But God provided oh, yeah. what we needed. Indeed. And another thing that uh, when sometimes as you go through trials and, and challenges, you find that uh, God brings out additional talents that you never knew that you had. Then you have to be innovative in terms of what you're doing. And I can give you an example of that. Uh, the period of time when I was out of a job, uh, you... Everyone knows the Fidelity building, the Bay Grand building uh, on Poinciana next to Burger King. Well, while I was out of job, uh, the persons who or the, the team that was building that place say, hey, Dames, you could assist us here. We need you to do some supervision I, I, while you're waiting to get into your career again. And so for a couple of years, I actually... Uh, did supervision on that building, learning how those construction guys uh, work and do for it. And so it, it, it gave me an avenue like, hey, and uh, it was something I had to organize with the persons doing the contracts, making sure they kept their commitment, uh, inspecting things as they progressed, like, hey, man, you, you could do that better than that. Uh, but, you know, using wisdom as I went along and and even then, you know, persons who were there, I was able to share uh, some of my experiences with them, those who were uh, right, right. So every time I pass that building and I go in there all the time to Fidelity Bank, it's like, hey, I remember when this stuff was in the dirt. I had a, part <laughs> <of that. laughs> a part of that. You were a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love how um, the examples you guys gave just now Mm -hmm. is a reflection of the marital vows of for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer. Yes. Because I, mm -hmm. some people feel like, all right, they say, you know, money is a big thing when you get married, like make mm -hmm. sure that's taken care mm -hmm. of. But you mm -hmm. can do all the preparation. He went and got mm -hmm. his four-year degree. Uncle Ronnie's yep. work. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. that back in the day, poor mm -hmm. or any industrial job, yep. you're good. You're yep. good. Yep. But what happens yep. when you're not good? How, how do you yeah. navigate that? How do you, and for you guys to stay strong right. during those obstacles, right. during those challenges and sacrifices and knowing I'm going to depend on God and we're going mm -hmm. through and to still be like as, you know, as um positive and loving and nurturing and just mm -hmm. growing through that because it's not always, you can plan right. all you want 
but all the oh, stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and 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 when when uh, when the control is in somebody else's hand, no matter how good you may be, and uh, so all of those were growing lessons. Uh, but the the example that Evelyn mentioned while I was out of work, you know, I <clears throat> saw people who knew that I wasn't working in like, and uh, not working looked like it 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 blessing you. I say, hey, you <laughs> know, <laughs> yes, yes, and he is good at that. Talking right. about patience, <laughs> I mean, he teaches me patience. Right? Well, yeah. I don't have the level of patience that he yeah. has, but, but I'm learning. So yeah. you know, sometimes I say, why did just don't hurry up? Yeah, and, and and he gave an illustration in church speaking. Right, know? right. Like his wife, his wife can't stand to be behind drive uh, driving a driving slow drive. Oh, that we, that's that's one of the challenges that we face. But Often, hey, I'm yeah. driving, and 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 when you really and uh, when you look at it, just to overtake a, a car to go into some place that you're not going there as an emergency. All you take off is maybe getting to place uh, ten seconds earlier. <laughs> Whereby, when you when by you look at the possibilities, you could have. I say, hey, you know, you got to be careful because many times you come to corners, persons will turn without putting on their signal, so you may think they're going straight, and that's how many accidents happen. So you guys, you guys have touched on some of the obstacles and things you had to overcome um, mm -hmm. in relationship sacrifices or you know periods of not having and things like that but what is something what is something you would say that you love about marriage and what do you do to cultivate to make sure that you know we keep that up because you know this is a great part of marriage and so we do what we have to do to make sure to cultivate this oh yes yes well uh after 36 years we have to we keep the spark by doing being innovative sometimes being impromptu Yes, and he is. He is very <laughs> spontaneous. Right. He's like, pack your bags. We're gonna, you know, we're yeah, going we go. in the boat. We go, yep. we go for you know, for even if it's only for a night. Yep. Yep. You know, sometimes, sometimes we go over and turn around and come right back. And yes. Yes. Ball. Yep. Yep. So, you know, we go and uh, you know, some things like that. You have to really realize that make the sacrifice. Right. Even though it may cost financially, sometimes you got to remember that. Uh, money is not everything. It's, it, sure. it's important, but then uh, just being able to to share and do things and like hey, you know, and so make sacrifice for each other. And uh, what's important too in our life is we truly trust each other. And and from day one, that was the case. Yeah. So when we uh, first uh, got married, number one, we indicated. I always wanted to see some of the places in Europe. She always wanted to see some some of the places in in Europe. So we like, hey, let's just take what we have. We know when we come back, it's not going to be anything inside the no. bank, bro. bro. But <laughs> let's, <laughs> so so let's. I say it's it's like it's, it's, it's like it's like let's do it now because if we settle in, we probably would never do it. So uh, so it's, it's <laughs> so it's things like that that we. And, and not only that, what's good too is that we always have shared bank account. Yeah. So it isn't like that's your account, that's my account. Hey, lend me something. Do you pay this? You pay. We also we can all when we got nothing, we all know we don't have anything. Right. And so, so, <laughs> so uh, not, and I think that's that uh, brings in trust as well because you you're trusting, you know. With, uh, I've seen situations where colleagues of mine would come and like, hey, 
Hey, Dames, man, uh, uh, let me a 20 there to pick up some lunch until next time. I, I don't want to bother the wife. I already just got uh, 20 from her yesterday. You know, it, it's like so. Uh, so many times you find things like that really enhance uh, trust in the relationship. But and maybe we make sacrifices. We make sacrifices uh, over and over, but then we go it's through it together. It's we go through thing. it together. Yeah. But you know, uh, one thing I have to say, he put he always put my needs before his own. Yeah. If he needs a suit and I need a dress, he's gonna make sure I get that dress first. You got the dress and the shoes and the purse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He puts your needs above. And I think that's important for for women to understand. I've heard people say, you know, sometimes they'll say the phrase of make sure he loves you more than you love him or let him pursue uh. you. Think I'll go around. I don't think we don't mean that they love you too. You better have to marry you tomorrow. Oh, but I yeah. think what they mean is, as women, we're so giving and we're so loving mm -hmm. that if we have that, you're going to reciprocate. But if you're yeah. chasing someone down, trying to get them to appreciate you, you'll be chasing them down, trying to beg yeah, them to appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's, but that's you true. know, as a woman, if he appreciates you, if he's pursuing you, if he's showing you, you naturally just go. Let me make sure he's free. Let me make sure he good. Let me. So I think it's to find someone who's saying, you know, I'm going to put your needs first. I'm going to consider you because uh -huh. I think for good character and good heart, you're going to just, yeah. oh, it's going to overflow and you're going to want to do the same. Yes, yes, yes. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys about, Gary Chapman has a book. It's called The Five Love Languages. So I'll describe them and you could tell me which one you feel sounds more like you. And so okay. in languages, he talks about, um, this is usually the way the person likes to receive love. And he communicates that it's good for partners to understand what does your partner like more um, so that you could do that so their love tank always feels filled. Uh -huh. And they naturally, what you do naturally, that tends to be what your love language is. So I'll describe all yeah. that. So yeah. the first one is quality time. So that's somebody mm -hmm. who said, I feel most loved when we spend time together. And it don't have to be nothing much. We could just be talking right. on the couch. We could be driving in the car. Mm -hmm. could, but that I feel love. That, that's a quality time. Oh, yes. Number two is physical touch. Not necessarily sex, but more so. They're the ones mm -hmm. who like to rub the arm, like to rub the foot, need to, they mm -hmm. would say, like, you didn't hug me, or you left mm -hmm. and didn't get a kiss. Or those are people who like physical touch. The third one is gifts. It doesn't mean they're materialistic. It means more so that they like thoughtful things. Like they feel loved when you're like, you saw that I like that journal and you bought me a journal today. I appreciate that. So those are people who like the, the things, but they're meaningful. The fourth is acts of service. So they feel appreciated when you do stuff for them. Like, oh, thank you so much for cleaning those dishes. Oh, you're going and pick up my laundry. You know, I appreciate when you do stuff like that. Oh, you went and made sure you mowed the lawn. See, you know, mm -hmm. I need about mowing that lawn all the time. So they feel most appreciated when they do that. And the fifth and final one, which is my love language, is words of affirmation. Those are the people who feel affirmed when you say, you did a good job, or I'm so proud of you, or you look so nice today. Or I just want you to know that, you know, I really care about you. That's when you, and it's not that you don't, you right. have more than one. Um, and it's not that you don't really value the others. It's not saying that. Uh -huh. It's just that there's uh -huh. sure you don't get it. You feel like, man, you didn't do this. And that really, you know, so hey, when that, you hear those, 
Can you guys think of that is so easy for us is spending time together. Quality time? Quality time. Quality oh, yeah. Time. yeah. That is so easy for us. Uh, spending a little, whenever we get together, sometimes we'll just pick up and just go for a drive west end or somewhere, uh, just chit and chat and, and uh, talk about the kids. Or like like, like uh, was mentioned, we'll just pick up and like, hey, let's just go. Uh, and even when we are separated and, and uh, say I'm traveling or she is traveling, you know, we, we always, as soon as we land somewhere else, hey, made it over. And uh, and one of the first things we say, the first day pass, hey, miss you, you know. You know, so that, that's pretty easy for us is, is the time spent together. Uh, yes, some of those things come in uh, in terms of appreciating each other and so forth, but but spending the time together, even if we don't have a single dime, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're good. I would agree. That's your top love language, spending that one-on-one. That -on -one. Yep, 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 indeed. Uh, I would say that's the top one. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if you're listening, I don't want you to believe in order to have this marriage that you admire that it has to be the same one. But sometimes mm -hmm. when it is this, when you have the same, then it's easier. Because mm -hmm. I know when Evelyn, she was like, oh, I never heard it before. And I mm -hmm. was like, that's interesting that she had never heard about it, but right. they feel so well. But it's because they speak the same love language. Right. <laughs> <And> usually couples <laughs> yeah. who've never um, heard about it before, um, but have different love languages, because you could definitely be married with different love languages. They mm -hmm. tend to have friction. Right. But it's mm -hmm. because the other person doesn't realize they're not speaking the love language. Uh -huh. But because you guys both have quality time as number one, you're, there's no need to say, hey, I don't feel love. Because it's like, I want to spend that. I want to spend that. Yep. Oh, you miss me. Yep. Miss you do. You want to go uh, to drive? Yep. Yeah, we're going to drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, yes. That, that makes sense that you guys have the same mm -hmm. one. So that, that's great. But again, if you're listening, you don't have to have the same one, but you do have to speak it. Because if yes. when you speak, that's how they feel loved. And I think that's why your love is mm -hmm. so shining so bright because you speak the same one. And that makes a lot of sense to me that that's both of your top. Because then I would say, yep, I would say that is the top. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, easy, easy. That's the easy one. <laughs> okay. And you, know, you know, he always shows his appreciation. We spend time together. Mm -hmm. um, I love to cook. Mm -hmm. But he'll always say, oh, boy, this meal tastes good. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm getting dressed to go someplace. You look lovely. And so, you know, after all of these years, it's still coming. And you know, hey, good. Hey. And that leads, that leads me to what I was going to ask next. And Uncle Ron, you could add to this bit of thing. Of what do you, is it conscious of how you keep the fire burning? Or, or is it just little things that you end up doing? Like how we said, you look good or I like for the meal. Like how do you, do you consciously keep the fire burning or it just oozes out of you? And what things do you think contribute to that fire burning 30, 36 years? Well, uh, in addition to, you know, uh, uh, sharing and spending time together. And of course, uh, spiritual life. It is being straight up with each other. Yeah, sometimes I may, sometimes I may like, hey, you look lovely. But then sometimes she may have something on her eye and I look at her and say, mm, and she knows what that means. <laughs> uh, so I'll so, go and change quick because I, I know he means it in the best sense. <laughs> the honest so, thing can be honest right, and transparent with right, each other. Right, right. I right. love that. I right, love right, that. Right, right. And, oh, yeah. and I 
I think too, having grace for each other. Um, yeah. And what I mean by that is because I could tell you guys also have a lot of grace for each other in terms of um, being, I'll give you an example. So you remember the time that I, I had come to visit you guys and yeah, oh yeah. Um, the bathroom, well, I'm there all the time, but this side, uh-huh, the front right. bathroom that every, the, all the guests use. Right, um, right, was, right, right. But I was drinking a lot of water because I was on the 75. Uh-huh. So, and Evelyn was like, Uncle Ron is sleeping. Like, I don't think that you can be back and forth in there. So she's being considerate because Uncle Ron is sleeping. Every time I'm coming, right. like, I'm drinking all of this water. And so I have to keep going. <laughs> and so every time I'm like, sorry, Uncle Ron, I know you're no, sleeping. He's like, go right ahead. Every time he's like, it's fine. Go right ahead. <laughs> I'm okay. Like, yeah, you don't okay. have to keep apologizing. You're fine. Right, right, right. <laughs> So I think when you have that dynamic where someone knows like, oh, what I'm doing may be annoying or what I'm doing uh-huh. may not um, rub you the right way or it may not be convenient for what for you, what I'm doing, or it may be a right, sacrifice. Right, right, right. When you're graceful with the person, like, it's okay. You make people feel so much better. Like, uh-huh. okay, great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, we value people. Anybody uh-huh. can come to this house. Oh, yeah. Anytime. And uh, Ron is accommodating. I I would bring all the school kids home that I was working with and he would join in and help, you know, he'll make sure um, I get a little break so I can fix something for them to eat and, Uh you know, so supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, A lady came here one time and I was, I I was assisting her. She was a minister, Mm -hmm. assisting her with a program. Right, right. And she walked in the door and she said, the atmosphere. I there's a lot of there's a lot of love in here. <laughs> it is so welcoming. It is so loving. And, and I said, "Well, Lord, I thank you that somebody is feeling that because you know yeah. this is the norm for us." And yes. so keeping the fire, keeping the fire burning is just is just the norm for you guys. Like you say, you right. spend and, and, and supporting each other. Yes, Support, that's, that's yes. And we don't take we don't take each other for granted. Right. Right. Mm. And, and you learn how to to make adjustments as well. Um, typical example. Uh, I know many times like husband and wives say you go into shopping, one of the big malls or something like that. You know, most of the time you would see hubbies around sitting and the wife is trying on five, six, seven, eight different outfits and so forth like that. So it's like, hey, to past this time when she's going and picking out i say all right let me come and help you uh, i think i like that on you uh, yes. and so it, it takes away that feeling about like ah oh, let me rush because i can see he's bored and we so we go through and and while i'm and trying through, on yeah. he's finding more right i'll say all right try this one you know <laughs> all right uh give a gift thumbs up or thumbs down yeah. yeah. Okay. Put that for the right. side. And, and then when, and then, right. And then when it, it uh, situations occur, like Benson say, I can see that she maybe has three hours for trying to weigh out. Oh, I like this one. Yes, again, this one is, yeah, <laughs> get it. You know, maybe we'll be able to just, we'll just adjust something else. And uh, you don't want to go and start thinking and regretting. So the way I find in life, you try to minimize the regrets uh, in life. Which means, you know, as I mentioned, you when you make decisions, you you'll be willing to accept the the consequences or circumstances surrounding it. And uh, so, and I and she always like, you sure? I said, just get it. 
And uh, sure enough, you know, when you get home and see it, she's like, oh, yeah, I can put this on today. I can, you know, it's like, all right. So, so those are some of the things, you know, because, you know, especially those uh, shopping situations can be stressful for persons if you're not participating. Yeah. Then maybe that, that's a word to, to my uh, brothers out there. And you know, you know, you know, if he, uh, uh, he needs something, I am there, you know, yeah, making yeah. sure. Oh, yes, mm -hmm. I like that. I like this one. Mm -hmm. So we will shop for me, then we'll shop for him. And when yeah. it was the kids, we would shop for the kids. Mm -hmm. But but we we did yeah. it jointly. You know, mm -hmm. my son Reynaldo said to me, he said, when I get married, I want a marriage like you. Like you and Daddy's marriage, <laughs> that that really meant a lot to me because you know I didn't know they were watching like that, and so <laughs> you know, like I was saying, wow! I said, you know, that's the greatest compliment that you can pay us mm -hmm. as mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's true. It's true, and I and I agree, and that's why I say that too. Like I I love the dynamic that you guys have for each other and the grace. That you mm -hmm. have each other. So this is my final question to you guys. There um, may be people listening who are single and they mm -hmm. feel like, I loved your love story and the 36 mm -hmm. years together of date nights and impromptu trips and mm -hmm. sacrificing and for better or for worse and for richer and poorer and just keeping that fire burning. But mm -hmm. ain't nobody out there who think it like that. That's what some of the single people may say. That they're not connected with people. Who, so what is your one advice to single people? Well, I'm not seeing it. And number two, what is your advice to those who are married and they're like, that's not the dynamic that I have going on here. I can't, I don't see it. So what is, what is your advice to the singles and the married who feel like I don't, I don't see that right now. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of love. Okay. I'll right. take the single, you take the married one. Okay. All right. My <laughs> advice to single um, persons who are looking to get married is that, you know, don't get caught up on emotions. If you meet someone that you, you feel that you love, Find out as much as you can about them. Communicate with them. And I know that worked well for us because mm -hmm. we spoke on the phone. I met Ron in May. Mm -hmm. We spoke on the phone May, June. Well, let's say from June, July. We didn't go out till August 20, but we got to know each other. Mm -hmm. We found out about, I found out about his likes and dislikes, what he was involved with. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I wanted someone who had a relationship with the Lord. He was involved with his church. He was directing the youth choir. I said, okay. I said, Lord, I want someone who has aspiration to go to college. Mm -hmm. He had those aspirations. And so as I thought about all the things, someone who's going to love me for me, someone who's going to be committed. And mm -hmm. as he went to college and he would come home, I would observe him. I would, you know, look and see, okay, is he still showing me the same affection that he showed me before he left? And it seemed to be getting stronger and stronger. And I said, oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And back then, I didn't have the relationship that I had with the Lord. But I thank God I knew him. I was brought up in a family that knew the Lord. And so if you, are, if you meet somebody and you feel interested, get to know them. Find out about them. When you get caught up on emotions, you don't see clearly the faults. Mm -hmm. And, you know, realize that no individual is perfect. You have to work at a relationship. You have to discuss, you know, I can't deal with this or I can deal with this. I mm -hmm. like this. That I, I would tell my students, my 12th grade student, I said, write down all the good and write down all the bad. Mm -hmm. If the bad outweighs the good, then time to move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I'll yeah. go on. 
Yeah, yep. thanks to the married people who feel like they don't got this kind of love. Hey, first thing boils down is trusting each other. Uh, reflect on the commitments you made in your vows. Uh, and, you know, you're saying those, you know, in God's presence as, as you uh, go through your vows. And I would say whenever there's uh, differences that happen, don't let it linger. Don't let it linger because it goes and it grows and it grows. And then, you know, it gets to the situations whereby you'll find that your feelings towards each other start to separate. So whenever something, uh, some disagreements or whatever happens, speak about it. Don't let it grow. And, and, and secondly, uh, trusting. You have persons who uh, have been married for years and years, and they don't know what each other has inside the bike. You know? And so that in itself, by not, even if you have separate accounts, each uh, spouse should know approximately what's there in case we have to do something together. Uh, you know, if you want to make certain investments, you talk about it, make sure it makes sense. Uh, but I think the majority of the friction that happens has some kind of link in terms of finances and relationship one way or the other. You didn't do this or you didn't get that or you didn't pay this or and so forth like that. So number one, if you're just getting into marriage, I'd say your test of trust, open those accounts together, joint accounts. And if you haven't already, then at least find out what each other has, even though you may have started and have separate accounts, but make sure you do things together. You sacrifice. You know, if it's a power bill, you know, sacrifice and do it, a phone bill or whatever, bills or expenses that you have, you look to see, you may not be able to do it all one time, but you're looking like, hey, let's prioritize this and it's best that we do this and it's best that we pay a bill on this but you have to do it together. Don't get in a situation like, hey, you were supposed to pay the phone bill, you didn't pay it. And you know, the phone get cut off. And so all of that brings in war, you know, like they war. Some relationships are really at war. You know, someone yeah. do something and you're trying to find out what I could do to, to give them the pain I feel, you know? So it's, it's things like that that happens if you let it uh, continue to grow. So it's best to first recognize that none of us are perfect. Each of us make mistakes, and uh, the key thing is work you work together and you learn from your mistakes. You know, don't be too big to ask for someone to forgive you. And, and so all of that uh, makes uh, a relationship exciting and know that, hey, let's continue to progress together. You know, when we uh, are down, we're down together. You have to feel each other's pain, I and would say. Lift each other up. And lift each other's up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I love that because sometimes people say the word, like, none of us are perfect. And I think sometimes people see it as a cliche, but mm -hmm. there are no truer words because I think it gets yeah. hard for someone to uh -huh. trust yeah. someone when you mess up and the way you messed up hurt me. Um, right. It's hard be vulnerable again it's hard for them to trust again because you yep. hurt me 
messed up. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. I if I truly believe that statement that no one is perfect, and right. I found when that per- person messed up, they didn't intend yeah. to hurt. Their actions may have hurt me, but mm-hmm. they didn't intend to hurt me because I think right. you also said like don't allow it to linger because I think what right. happens is the person made a mistake, which all of us are going to yeah. do. That mm-hmm. mistake was hurtful, and so with yeah. that hurt pain, now I don't trust you as much because I'm allowing yeah. it to linger. And mm-hmm. when I don't trust you, then I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. When you make right. that, it's not because something happened. It's because you're hurting me again. Mm-hmm. Like I, the benefit of the doubt is gone because yeah. there's. Yeah. No yeah. 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 And I think that's and- so important for, for couples to realize, like you said, trust needs to be the foundation and need to keep God first. And so when yes. they have to take it to God, because. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They hold on to it and let it linger. Like you say, it's going to fester and then it's just going to. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And for those uh, who are uh, still single out there and uh, believe no one is out there, I I differ on that because on the other side, you probably have uh, the young men saying, boy, there's no good girl out there. So you have two good people never seeing each other, thinking that over across the fence is is nothing good that's out there because you're seeing a couple examples that... uh, you know, was displayed in front of your eyes. Like, oh, they all like that. But here, what I would recommend: number one, uh, you have to recognize that if you're trusting God, He is able. And we know that there are certain behavior that, if we uh, trusting God and and focusing on a Christian life, there are certain behaviors that you know is expected. So. I would say look and see uh, who may be out there uh, that you can see, not in in terms of the sweet words they're saying, but you can see from the way that they carry themselves. You can see, right. And then the key thing is don't be afraid to approach. Often uh, I find young persons uh, would feel like, hey, this is something that can work out, but they hold back. And the other person never know. And then a few years later, how often we hear, man, you know, I I was so I, I was so interested in you. And then the person say, I was interested in you too, but you wasn't showing me anything. And so now you have regrets. But once you know that, hey, let me trust God and pray that He brings someone into my life to bring someone in my life. And then, uh, so the good thing is is uh, going the pathway in terms of putting God in your life. You know, there are certain qualities and certain behaviors that goes along with a Christian. So if you find someone else who believe in God, then they say, hey, that's, not, that's, that's a, a great start because we know if we both believe, we're going to have to trust each other. We know if we both believe, we have to be... Uh, honest with each other, you know that we both believe, we have to recognize that, hey, whatever we do together, we have to recognize that uh, it's something that has to be a shared value. And so I would say a good good start is to look at those qualities because you know what goes along with it. Now, it might be like, well, this person isn't that way, but I, I believe I could change them. And so that sometimes is a big mistake that persons make. You see something, and most of the time it's a, it's a physical attraction. 
and uh, you see someone and, and it's like, hey, well, if I, I could just picture myself, uh, this person being my spouse, yet you know that, hey, there's some things I've already observed, but we tend to want like, hey, I, I, I could see myself showing off to my buddies with this beautiful, with this beautiful lady or this handsome guy with me and that everyone wants to get together with. And, and, you know, so we get confused and it's not about the physical appearance. Uh, it's not about trying to impress someone. Uh, it's a matter of just recognizing that we are human beings made in God's image. And we can accomplish so much if we just be honest with each other and share in things that we do to grow. Take our challenges, take our downfalls and pull each other up. Yeah, maybe all of the physical attributes may not be there, but you may find that would be the most happy relationship that you can encounter compared to letting yourself be pulled in another direction because of some physical attraction. Yeah, yeah. So you have to think, you got to think about all those things when you're going into to relationships. Well, I want to say thank you guys so much for coming on today. I no really problem. Learning more well, about thank you for having no us. No problem. And, uh, and look here, and you continue utilizing that gift God yes. has given you. Good gift. We are proud of you in terms of all the accomplishment that you're doing. And keep doing, keep your writing. And uh, I can assure you, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, and you keep trusting in God, that uh, you will. It will happen. You will. Guaranteed. <laughs> Amen. And speak it into existence. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. Have, God has it. God has it for me. All right. And, uh, thank okay. you for having us to share yeah. some uh, guidance. And hopefully uh, it can help someone in terms of uh, who may be at the crossroads and be like, hey, it's, it's giving up. Nah. It's not giving up time. It's just starting time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Keep keep the fire burning. Thank you. Oh, guys. yeah. <laughs> keep the fire burning. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. We're going to be here next week. And we're going to have another couple on for the month of November and December. We will be interviewing married couples on um, for better or for worse. And today, our first episode was with Evelyn and Ron Dames on Keep the Fire. <laughs> And thank you guys so right. much. Love you, love you. Take love care. You. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.